the lovely Amber Ladbrook joins the show this week. Now, Amber uh, is somebody that I really admire. She um, releases content um, about extreme social issues that um, need to be discussed and talked about. And she talks about her own experience as well um, and her own opinion on it. We talk about some sensitive issues that she um, puts on uh, TikTok only to really um, help people who might be going through the same problem. And she can be that voice of support um, for individuals that want to talk out. She wants to be that figure that people can go and talk to, that friendly face. And I love that about Amber. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Uh, email the team at trackbackpodcast at yahoo.com and also follow us on Instagram as well at trackbackpod. This is Amber Ladbrook. <laughs> Amber, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. And to start off the proceedings, like I do with every single one of my episodes, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So I'm all right. Don't worry. Every <laughs> single person I've interviewed has said that. But as soon as we get about two minutes in, those nerves yeah. will go. I don't know. It's just something about me. I managed to get those nerves gone. I don't know. <laughs> Might just be the way I was brought up, but who knows. Um, but Amber, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. So to start off the proceedings, um, what made you join TikTok? Um, I mean, I'm expecting the same answer, but hopefully you have a completely different um, outlook of why you joined TikTok. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be the same as everybody else's. Um, I, I was led to TikTok due to the first lockdown last year. Um, looking for something to do to keep me occupied. I was due to move uh, into my flat that I'm in now and it all got put on hold. So um, I kind of fell down the, the wagon of uh, TikTok and that's where I ended up. <laughs> How frustrating must that have been knowing that you were just about to start a fresh new life um, in a new place and then having the, that, you know, having the virus come and, and scupper your plans it must have been so frustrating. It was very frustrating. I literally, the day that Boris announced lockdown, I was due to move the following morning. Um, and I, it, I literally got the phone call. I was already packed up, like we packed the car up, all ready to move. And then I got the call saying, I'm really sorry, we're gonna have to postpone. Um, so it was then me living out of boxes for a little while um, until we were able to get a date cleared in the June for me to be able to move in. So I've been here over a year now. <laughs> And how has that been? Was it, was it worth the wait? It was worth the wait, absolutely. It certainly made it a lot easier for me to see my filming without feeling quite so embarrassed about having people walking in while I'm filming and things like that. So it's definitely a game changer living by yourself. Brilliant. So what was your reaction when you first went on TikTok, scrolling through that um, For You page, seeing all that diversity that was brought to the app? Um, and did you feel, wow, this is the first time I've ever seen something like this it's not on the other social media apps like Facebook and Instagram and was it at that moment you felt okay TikTok this is something here that I can take to my advantage well I I kind of just sort of stumbled upon it and thought that TikTok was just about people doing dances and sort of the the general viral videos that you see and I started to notice that there was a lot of different types of content out there um, so I decided I would just sort of try different things out and see what what I would get from it. Um, and that, that was kind of how I ended up moving on with with the app. Um, I liked the fact that it's so simple that you can literally film a video quite quickly. Um, there's not really much hassle in terms of editing and things like that, which I thought was really great. Um, and 
I eventually sort of landed on the genre that I'm in now and people seem to really like it and I kind of ran with it and it worked <laughs> um, and it's brought me a lot of joy doing it it's given me a sense of purpose um, quite a lot I mean I've I've been off um, sick for a long time I can't work due to my mental health at the moment so TikTok was a really good way of giving me some routine um, to, to kind of ground me and I really just enjoyed the, the atmosphere that I was getting from it that that people seem to be enjoying what I was making. Um, yeah. It made me feel better, especially when we were in a pandemic and we couldn't really do a great deal. So it was it was good. <laughs> I mean, your mental health, was it really affected that badly by COVID? And what were the sort of things you were trying to do to forget about everything that was going on outdoors? I mean, it's pretty hard. It's hard when you're locked in, you can't do anything. But were there things as well as TikTok to help you try and get over and get through that um, long, awful, you know, period of being locked away, not being able to go outdoors? Um, well, I kind of with, with my mental health, I've struggled with a lot of things. But the main one that I have is I hear voices. Um, so it makes life a little bit difficult. Um, and it certainly does make you get very heightened with anxiety, sort of a little bit of paranoia here and there. You do get quite um, bogged down with it and it's very difficult to switch off. So it's um, so over over the course of um, months, I did kind of pick up a different different things to do. Um, I did a bit of diamond painting um, with one of those sort of like sticky canvases. I had to go at one of those. They were really good fun. Um, I'm an artist as well, so I like to sort of paint and draw and stuff as and when I get a chance. And I've now sort of fallen into reading as well um, to kind of distract myself. Um, but I really threw myself into my TikTok because it was getting a good reaction. People seemed to like it. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? Now I've kind of, I'm gaining a following and people seem to like the genre I'm working on. Maybe I can use it to my advantage and perhaps um, work on something that would raise awareness about different things like hearing voices and things like that because um, you know it's not something that you hear about every day um, it can be quite intriguing and I thought it might be good to sort of educate the youth of today about different things because um, I do feel like although children are fantastic they can be brutal and honest and uh, they don't mince the words all the time so it can be um, quite quite stressful but that's that's kind of how it ended up being for me over sort of lockdown. No, I completely agree. The fact that when I was a child, I don't think children were that bad. But now that I'm an adult, I look at the children of today and they've completely changed. Um, yeah, they got a lot more in trouble. And I'm talking about 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds yeah. um, getting in trouble. And I've never seen anything like it. So it is I completely agree with the fact that it, they should be kind of educated on um stuff what you're talking about mental health I think yeah. it's quite vital um and, and as well TikTok the age limit the, there really is no age limit I've heard and so does it make you feel kind of good in yourself that children of today are watching your videos and they are getting a bit of inspiration off what you're doing absolutely the the one thing that honestly warms my heart every time I post stuff is that I've had so many messages flooding in saying that the series that I've made about something in particular has changed their lives. It's inspired them to, to maybe open a conversation to start something, um, which is just incredible. The fact that, you know, just, uh, you know, me spending a good 20 minutes in my kitchen shouting at tins of baked beans, that it's doing something. It's not um, Heinz, is it? It's not Heinz. 
Not Heinz, no. You can it's never so shut Heinz beans. They're too good, especially on toast. Hashtag Heinz and soldiers. There you go. Well, um, yeah, so I, so that's that in itself is kind of the big thing with me is the fact that so many people, I've done so many different series about so many different topics. Um, and one thing that I do notice, I don't know if you've noticed as well, is that you get often with uh, people trolling things like that, often yeah. they are children. They can be children. And I think... Um, kids seem to think that because they're kids that it's acceptable to just be a certain way online and that we should just get over it and just accept it and that's that's not how it is yeah um you know I've had issues with trolling before um I had people sending me death threats I had people being incredibly horrible to me online um and all I'm trying to do is make the world a slightly better place um, and you know, I was getting backlash from it, and I, I can kind of put that down to maybe people being a bit jealous by it. But the fact that I get so many lovely comments and people saying that I've helped them in so many ways just makes up for it like tenfold. It's so much easier um, seeing how it's changed people's lives um, for the better rather than focusing on the negative. You know, in those kind of situations, just filter out the. Um bad comments shun them away it doesn't matter the only thing yeah. that matters is the people that you're helping if yeah. people have a problem with it go and watch another tiktoker it's simple as absolutely. that um it's absolutely you know, it's simple as that do you, know how many times, do you know how many times i've said that to kids <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> i'll comment something horrible and i'll go you don't have to watch me there's you're not gonna i'm not making you you can leave it's okay <laughs> Now, Amber, you mentioned you have done um, a few series about um, important topics. Um, I wanted yeah. to ask you, which one was the most difficult to structure and film? Um, if there was one topic that you have done that you found in yourself, it was quite tough to, um, to, to film for multiple reasons. Tell me what it was and why you found it so difficult to film. Um, I, th there's a couple that stick in mind, but I think the one that was the most difficult to, to film because it was the one that could be criticised the most was one where I covered um, a, a sexual assault at school. Um, I, Whenever I do any sort of filming, I like to try and make it seem as realistic as possible, but I also like to try and be the teacher that maybe schools can't have at the moment. Um, because I, I mean being a teacher in itself is such a stressful thing um, so I wanted to, to handle it delicately and with it with a subject like that and it being so serious I needed to make sure that it was handled in the right way um, it was the same when I did um, I did a series about um, miscarriage um, I'd done a whole teen pregnancy storyline and um, the storyline was that they lost their child um, I just needed to ensure people to show people that you know this sort of thing does happen um, and it's okay that it happens it's it's awful when it does um, but dealing with those sorts of situations and bringing the sort of reality to people that, that these things do happen um, and treating children with a bit of respect and treating them like adults and going you know what you're responsible enough you're old enough to understand that this is an important topic and that you know it's not to be made light of um, it, that that in itself is is the thing that makes it the most difficult um because you don't know how people are going to respond to it <laughs> yeah i mean it, it it it's it's sensitive it it really is sensitive Absolutely. and the fact that you know as well these are topics that have been shunned from society yeah. in the last yeah. few years and 
they should be gaining more attention because these things yeah. do happen, like you said, and they should be covered more because there could be young girls and young boys out there that are suffering with some Absolutely. issues, you know, that um, they're trying to cry out to. Um, you have those 15, 16 and 17 year olds who, you know, yeah. think they're adults. They yes. think they're adults. They think that they're the, the cream of the crop. But the fact is, in the law, they're children. They're under they are 18. Children. They are children. They have to live at home. A 17-year-old is the same as a 12-year-old. Yes. As soon exactly. as you get over 18, you are an adult. But, you know, it, it's quite hard for these, for these kids at those ages to, 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 to come out. They might think, oh, I can talk about anything I want. Yeah. But the reality is, is that inside they're petrified because they're petrified of what their friends could think they're petrified of what their teachers and older you know their parents and their grandparents would think I mean as a teacher what advice can you give to those kids if they are struggling with a topic that you might have covered on TikTok well I'm not I'm not a real teacher <laughs> just, oh well just if you I, were a teacher if I were a teacher I'm not a real I get this question a lot um I, I think Sorry, what was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned you do a lot of, you know, things like like you think you're a teacher on TikTok, you know. Yeah. Um, so if a 15, 16, 17 year old, you know, feel they can talk about anything, but secretly inside they can't. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, they're afraid of what the reaction of their older peers, teachers or parents or friends might be. Yeah. If they're watching your TikTok, what do you want them to take away for them to feel more comfortable to actually talk about the issues that you have covered on TikTok? I'd say I, I want it to normalise some of the issues. I want, I, want, I want the conversations that people are having to be normal, for it to, to not be a stigma around it, to not feel embarrassed by having those conversations. Um, and just to start a dialogue with somebody about them, um, and I think if, if I can make a video about a subject and it normalises the subject to other people, they're more likely to open up to people themselves about it. Um, and it, I mean, like I say, I've had so many people say that they've been able to do that because of what I've, um, I've produced. Um, I had a few people who, when I did a series about someone being outed, um, you know, somebody who was potentially going to be outed to their family, um, I had so many people saying, you know, because of you, it meant that I was able to come out to somebody. I actually felt strong enough to be able to go and do that. And you you inspired me to do that. Um, and things like that um, just just mean the world, knowing that, you know, that that, that impact has really helped um, them to be able to do that. And it, it also, you know, I feel like I've, I've made it seem more realistic than what maybe you get on the TV. You might have a storyline like that in a drama, in a TV drama or something like that, but it is a drama. It's dramatised for that effect. And I'm trying to make it seem as realistic as possible because I'd, I'd hate to set people up to fail. I'd hate for people to go, well, I tried to talk to this person and they didn't react like that at all. Um, so, so I try to be an open book with that. I try to be the, the, the empathic person that I know I can be when handling all sorts of subjects. Um, and eventually it kind of just worked um, it just sort of worked and yeah I've had so many fantastic uh, responses um, I had a couple of people as well I did a series on nut allergies uh, people throwing nuts at people nut allergies is a very big one um, there was a story in the, in the media in the news uh, a few years ago of a boy who died from having cheese thrown at him at school and he died he went into anaphylactic shock and I had um, 
obviously I had some trolls that were laughing about the situation, but I had so many people going, thank you so much for raising this awareness. People don't understand, people don't give it the appreciation that it, that it deserves, that it is a serious medical condition. And so many people also turned around and said, you know what, I had no idea. Um, I had no idea how serious this sort of thing was. And that's what I, I, I do to try and, to try and change, yeah. you know, um, the, the youth's sort of perspective on things, because that's all I want them to know is that, you know, it is serious. Um, you know, I do, whenever I make any sort of series, I do try and put disclaimers so that people know the difference between the awareness videos and the comedy skits. Um, and so that there's no blurred lines between them because it's, you know, it's, it's not fair to do that. It's not fair to insult somebody because they might have a condition that's out of their control. Um, and, you know, being a teenager doesn't excuse that. So, <laughs> you know, as well, I want to go back to when you mentioned television. Um, mm -hmm. What's your opinion on this, Amber? The fact that I'm going to take soaps, for example. Yeah. Corey, Hollyoaks, EastEnders, Emmerdale. They cover real sensitive storylines. Um, in the past few years, I've seen storylines such as male rape and um, suicide and um, schizophrenia, miscarriages, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We all know that young kids watch these soaps. Yeah. I want to know your opinion. Do you think these soaps or any other TV drama does help and educate these kids on these issues? Or do you think they're a bit too young to watch these soaps and understand the logical of what they're trying to put out in storyline compared to adults who might be going through these things, they're more understanding of what's going on. I genuinely think it depends on the subject. Um, I, I say that because recently I, I have been watching EastEnders, I'll say that, and the storyline that they have at the moment in EastEnders is there is a lad with schizophrenia. And, the way they handled that storyline in particular was fantastic. They they showed what it's like to hear voices for a start, which already made me feel a bit more, um, you know, sort of involved, I suppose, made me feel a bit more understood. Um, so I think in some elements, soaps are really great for that side of things. However, like with, like we were saying, it's just a drama. It's, it's a TV programme. Um, I love that that a lot of the soaps that we have nowadays do a lot of research. I feel like, I feel like once upon a time, maybe they didn't do quite as much research um, into the storylines before they started putting them forward. But knowing that they are now trying to get in touch with people who are victims of crimes, people that have been through these sorts of things does make it a much better experience. Um, the problem is, is that we don't see these, these things in day to day life. We don't see that at our school we don't see that you know when you go to meet your friends in town and things like that so of course it is kind of put on which is why I like to do it the way I do it is that I kind of make a, a subject that is serious brought into the environment that kids are familiar with and hope that they are picking it up in a more realistic way they're kind of going you know what we've seen this on a soap but we've brought it into the classroom and suddenly it's gotten real and we understand that it, this could happen. Um, I just feel like that the level of respect that you get from um, a series like the sorts of things I'm doing and the sort of feedback you get from a soap opera is just very different um, because like you say, a soap opera is there to pull in viewers to watch it. Um, but I've managed to do that, but with realistic storylines or realistic yeah. as possible. 
um, and, and you know it's to try and make the world a better place <laughs> which is yeah, all and, and, I, and I feel you're absolutely doing that and I'm, and I'm a big fan and Amber tell me what you think is your most memorable skit you've done why is it memorable why are you so proud of it and um what's your reaction to the feedback that you got from that skit um i think the the most impactful skit that i've ever done that i i think is important and i enjoyed filming it because i thought it was it, it was a vital one was the one about online predators online grooming um yeah. it completely for me I felt like it really opened people up to understanding the dangers of the internet. The internet can be a fantastic place to be, but not everybody's nice on there. Not everybody is um, is honest about who they are and what they're saying. Um, and for me, I I really wanted to get into that. Um, I really wanted to to hit home to kids that um, you know you have to be careful on the internet. Um, and with my own experiences where I've had trolling, um, you know, I was able to, to find a um, person that had been sending me the messages and their uh, personal information was on the internet. And that only took a few clicks. Things like that are important and they need bringing up. Um, so I'd say that's probably the, the skit that's the most memorable that I've done. It's also one of the most recent ones I've done. Um, but I, I like to think um, all of the skits that I do have a level of importance to them. Um, I certainly really get into it. I really pull it myself as if it's as if I'm experiencing it. Um, and that certainly makes a difference, I think. You know, you mentioned online grooming. Obviously, it's a very, um, uh, you know, dangerous thing on the Internet. Absolutely. absolutely. And um, I think kids need to realise the fact that even though they've got to be safe, they need to realise that it's, it's not going to go away. There are these people out there that are going to sink that low to do what they do, obviously. But as well, there can be more things that online dating apps like um, like Tinder or Bumble or Badu um, that, you know, this frequently happens on. Yeah. There is more that those dating apps can do to stop this because you can go on Tinder. You can. Yeah. I mean, I believe that only over 18 should use these apps. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a guarantee. Over 18s can only use dating apps. But you find like 16, 15, 14, et cetera, et cetera, can fake their ages. They can pretend they, a 16 year old can go on Tinder yeah. and pretend that they are 23. Yeah, they can. Do you think there is stuff that these online dating apps can do to stop this happening? Because the more they, you know, shun the issue, the more it's going to happen. I, I think what we need is some form of verification in social media apps. I think even with TikTok, um, you get a lot of people on there who I believe TikTok, it used to be uh, 12 plus, I think it's 13 plus now to, to be able to use it. And there's no way of proving that. You can, you can go on there and come across a profile of somebody who's actually a lot younger um, than that and that's obviously not very safe I mean I've always thought maybe um, you have to kind of show some form of identification to be able to make a profile that you need because I know when you apply for certain things especially if you're on TikTok and you use the TikTok creator fund they ask for you know information um, and identification to prove who you are so that they know that you're valid and able to be able to receive payment and things like that so I, I think um, apps definitely need to be monitoring that side of things a lot more because it's so easy to, to come on and make a fake profile and be somebody else um and you know there's there's no way of being able to monitor it 
Um, I feel the same with TikTok as well. I feel like it's, um, I wish that there was a section where you could um, restrict sort of what, what viewers you have, because um, if you're like me, you bring in quite a young audience. Um, but also I swear, and then you end up with situations where you get going, well, there's kids on this app. Yes, but this app isn't just exclusively, exclusively for children. It is for 13 plus. So it, it is difficult. It's really difficult of trying to monitor them yourself because it is exhausting. Going into like when you do a live stream or something like that, uh, you could have a flood of people coming in and watching you and they're all, you know, children. Um, but you don't know that there's somebody there that's made a fake profile pretending to be a child and isn't. Um, yeah. it's, it's so difficult. But at the same time, if you start putting too many restrictions in, people won't use their services because they'll just they'll get put off by it. Yeah, and then less um, people will go down. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. it swings and roundabouts. Um, I do I do wish TikTok would do that. That I wish, especially um, with your viewers and things like that. You know, so that you can see who's coming in. If you're doing a live stream and you are swearing, at least then you know that there's a child present, and you can kind of curve your language away if you want to. Um, it, it's just um it, it can be complicated <laughs> definitely yeah. complicated. well um to round up um today's show and i want to say i've really enjoyed the chat i think that we've raised a lot of um important issues that need to be covered and hopefully the viewers that are listening back to this show can understand more but finally what is next for you in your tiktok journey what else do you want to achieve on tiktok where do you want to go with this um, I, I just want to keep making good content. I just want to keep making stuff. Um, I've obviously got new characters that I've been working on. Um, so th there's a lot more skits coming um, with different characters, not just the teacher side of my, uh, you know, my work that I do. Um, you've got Diana, the dinner lady. You've got um, Stella, the receptionist. Sky, sort of the rebel student. Ruby Foster, who's apparently just, is always, she's always complaining about something. Um, so I think adding to that has really helped quite a bit. I mean, it's worked for people like Call Me Chris. Um, you know, she's been able to extend her, her fan base and stuff by adding extra characters and things like that. So I'd love to do that more. Um, I'd love to do more collaborations. I absolutely love working with other people. Uh, the friendships that I've made through TikTok are just fantastic. Um, so I'd love to do more things like that. I'd also love to meet uh, fans, people that really enjoy the content as well. I would love to be able to um you know actually go out and meet people that just love my content um i've done a couple of times where um you know people that watch me have been on a live stream or something and i've popped in and then as soon as they see that i'm there they get very very excited and it's just so heartwarming it makes me it really makes me smile That's um great. so i just i just want to keep making um the world a better place and yes. you know that's, that's I'm all, all for I've that <laughs> Apart from yourself, who's your favourite TikToker to watch and why? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't know if I've got an answer either. Um, I'm probably going to say, I'm going to say Iconic Moments. Uh, Jack from Iconic Moments, I don't know if you've met him. He's fantastic. Um, just because he's, he, when me and him started talking and became friends, um, he said that he had a lot of people that were like, um, this sort of content won't do very well. And he soared with it. And he's he's kept me believing. He's helped me a lot. He's really encouraged um, other people. And he does similar content to me. And I just find him hilarious every time he does a video. Um, he's got an alien that he likes to swap uh, <laughs> across, across the face most of the time. That. 
um, he's just a great, a great bloke. And um, yeah, I'd say that I always come back to his videos and they you know, they, they entertain me. Um, and it's proof that if I carry on, maybe I can go down the same road as him, so. I believe in you. Um, and Amber, um, for the viewers that wanna check you out, where can they find your TikTok? Um, I'm on Amber Isn't a Teacher on TikTok. I think it's also Amber Isn't a Teacher Official. Um, and I'm the same on Instagram as well. So you should Brilliant. And if you want to check this interview out with Amber, go on Apple and Spotify. I've been Cal Mack. I've been joined by Amber. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye.